Hello, friends and brothers. This is Justin Jones with Masonic Improvement. I'm joined here with Dennis Yates. But tonight's not about us. Tonight is about our master smith. He is a smith, brothers, just like Hiram. Hiram was a smith, and he was a smith of bronze and steel and, and gold, and, and he, he shaped um, metal with his hands, right? He was the master. Well, this brother has, has taken on this personal journey of his own, Brother Mickey Allen from Oso Lodge and from uh, down in Corpus, who is hosting the uh, Master Mason's degree on the Lexington with us. And he is also our premier vendor for the Masonic Improvement Summit, who is, uh, is, is creating a special, special uh, prize for somebody who can afford it. Because I know the bids are going to be big on that. It's going to be a big yeah. one. Yes. But uh, he's a, he's our master smith, Texas's master smith. Welcome to the show, Mickey. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, thanks, Dennis and Justin. I appreciate you guys having me, man. This is really cool. Uh, I've been watching the podcast since I found out about it, too. And uh, so thank you guys for doing all this as well. <clears throat> uh, so I uh, finally pulled the trigger and decided to become a Mason back in 21. I was uh, raised November 18th, 21 on the Lexington here in Corpus. And, uh, yeah, that was a crazy cool experience, man. I, I kept hearing. I was up. there. Yeah, that's right. That's where I met yep. most of these guys for the first time, actually. And, uh, man, talk about feeling welcomed, uh, that night. That's the night that changed everything for me. That's when I finally started to click and understand why it's such a big deal. You know, just feeling welcomed by guys you may have never even met in your life before, but they're treating you like, you know, they love you. And, uh, they got your back just right, you know, right away. It's super cool. And uh, ever since that night, man, I've just been all about it. I'm trying to learn everything I can about masonry and and applying it to myself so I can help others apply it, you know, the new guys and whatnot. And uh, uh, I love staying active in it as much as I can. Uh, Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. And and just to give a little background to everybody, uh, Brother Mickey, he uh, he was a musician in his former life. And uh, play some mean bass and, and bass and, and and actually the real bass. Yeah, the upright double bass. And, yeah. Yes, yes. And in a in a in a rock band in a punk band. And and I gotta tell you, seeing seeing those old photos and stuff, that's badass. It is. Yeah. It is. That's... That that would have been cool. I would have loved that show. Yeah, man, that was some fun times. I uh, I started fiddling around with guitar back when I was about twelve years old. And uh, I never had anybody in, around me to teach me much of anything. Of course, we didn't have YouTube. So I was on my own as far as learning. So just, you know, by ear uh, over the next two or three years, well, you know, during my teen years, I should say, I started kind of teaching myself here and there a little bit. And then when I moved to Corpus in my mid-20s, uh, I I met some friends here in Corpus who were in the music scene. And one thing led to another. I ended up playing in a couple of uh, fairly known popular bands here in Corpus. One was the Really Rotten, so they were kind of a pop punk rock band. They were they were pretty prominent in the Corpus area, at least in the late 90s. And then <clears throat> the band I really, really enjoyed being a member of, I played upright bass for a band called Matt Hole and the Hot Rod Gang. It's a fairly well-known Texas rockabilly band. And yes. I'd, been, I'd have been a fan of theirs since I was in junior high, man. I mean, I, I was the young guy in the band, but uh, man, that's when my life really started to fall in place. I felt like, yeah, I'm going to be a rock star. This is it. 
this is life for me, man. I love it. But, you know, I, I had my fun with it. I did it for about 10 years with, with that band. Lots of really cool experiences, meeting people I never imagined I would ever have the privilege of meeting, you know, musicians that I looked up to over my uh, youth and whatnot. And I still play every now and then just here at the house fiddling around. And my, and my boy, Max, he's 14, fixing to be 14. He is a phenomenal guitar player. He, uh, I showed him the basic power chords about a year and a half, two years ago now, and he stayed in his room for the next six months. And man, he came out like a young Eddie Van Halen. It's just mine. <laughs> nice, nice. So I like that riff. Yeah, I like, like that riff. Yeah, he's one of the key. Teacher became a student in this house. I tell you that man, he blows me out of the water on the six string. Give me a bass though, I'll show him a thing or two. <laughs> right. Well, that that happened with my kids too. I was just. I'm a senior, but the, but they took that whole other Losing you, losing you, Dennis. Losing you, bud. Man, hold on. Chop, you went choppy on us. Okay. So I'm still yeah. There's too many juicy secrets fixing to come out. That's what happened. That, is that Goliad? Goliad high speed. Yeah, I know. I li I grew up in Orange Grove, so I know what that's like. I'm internet right. first. Yeah, first computer I got, man. I had to go stand outside and hold one hand up this way and stand on my left foot, and it was yeah, yeah. Small town internet. Right. Yeah, I had. I remember. I remember dial up when I was yep. a kid. Talk about the nineties. I'm sure you experienced it too. Oh yeah, uh, mom needs to use the phone time to get off. Yeah, sorry, you, sorry ladies, can't, can't take, text you anymore. <laughs> Mom's gonna call some people. Yeah. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna age myself a little bit, but before uh, American Online, America Online, AOL, yeah, there was this little box, and it was a monochrome little box, and it had a keyboard on it, and you had a, a, a code name basically that you, and it worked off your phone number, and you had a code name. And you just went on there, and whoever was on there was on there. And it was just this monochrome text box huh. that that you text. That, that that was just the craziest thing. And, and I was one of the few that, that had it. I'm not going to tell you why I was able to have it. but I think those are called telegraphs. I think you're talking about, about telegraph. I think you're it's just about the telegraph I, age. <laughs> it, it, it was probably you're, you're just about yourself. as slow as, yeah, it's about as slow as that Morse code. It was, it was pretty crazy. But I was saying about, you know, when I chopped up, I was saying that, you know, my kids did the same thing. And that's what we hope, right? The That we're able to pass it on, pass just what little we know. And, and that's what Justin and I hope with, with Freemasonry as well. We just pass on what, what we, what we, little we know, and, and hopefully somebody else can take it to the next level. If not us, you know, of course we have goals, but if not us, hopefully somebody else will take it to the next level. Yeah. And it was that way with my kids. One in, ended up playing like nine instruments. The other one was 12 instruments. And, and the youngest one, he got all of his scholarships from being the third ranking opera singer in North Texas. Oh, wow. That's Go really figure. Yeah. Right? That's awesome. <laughs> but now he's now, now he's a comedian and he, and, and that's what he does for a living or, you know, that's kind of what he does for a living. He, yeah. he has to do other things to support his living. <laughs> He's yeah, a comedian. I mean, do what? He's a comedian. Yes. 
He's a comic. Really? But he's raunchy like me. Where did he get his... We can't his, get him on the show. Where did he get his sense of humor from? He, he got his mouth from me and his sense of humor. <laughs> okay. mom, that's for sure. Because <laughs> his mom put up with a lot of crap from me. That's for sure. No, no way. <laughs> so, Mickey, I, I follow you on Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. And clearly you are a... Or, or clearly, at least to anyone that follows you on Facebook, you are a very talented smith. Uh, tell us a little bit about what got you into that and kind of where you Yeah, at. absolutely. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Um, uh, first, I want to say I know there's a ton of guys out there <clears throat> far better than what I am, but I, uh, I just want to give credit where it's due, you know. Uh, Jason Knight is a guy I look up to tremendously in the knife-making world. I'm actually... Uh, going to go up to Tennessee where he lives sometime mid next year, I think, and take some in-person one-on-one lessons with him. So that's going to be wow. cool. So <clears throat> back to the beginning, back in 2019, uh, I used to work for a, a refinery here in Corpus. I've been a uh, industrial welder, pipe welder fitter since the early 2000s when I first uh, got my real man, first man job, you know, working as a grunt out of the refineries. <laughs> And uh, <clears throat> just I was I was a real go getter when I was, you know, in those in those times. And I, I earned the respect of a lot of the older men who had been doing it for a long time. And uh, slowly but surely, they started showing me how to weld. You know, they tell me to grab a grab a hood, put this hood on, take this, do this, do that. You know, and I picked it up fairly quickly because I, I blessed with coordination in my hands, I guess I could say. I hand eye coordination. I have that. So fast forward about 10 years after I'd, I was a contractor out in this refinery and I ended up getting on with the refinery, which was my dream job at that point. That was the ultimate goal to work for the company, you know? And, uh, after about seven years of working with them, I just got to a point in my personal life for whatever reason, I just kind of got laxed and, uh, it ended up biting me in the butt. I lost my job in 2019, late 2019 to my own, my own doings. Uh, but then I, you know, I told my wife, don't worry, babe. You know, I got a lot of connections in this this line of work. It's construction, basically. I'll be working again in a week or two. Well, this thing called COVID-19 came out of nowhere a couple months later. And that got scary because, I mean, it didn't matter who I knew or what they knew or what was available. I mean, everybody was shut down. And unemployment wasn't very much. Well, about a month before I lost that job, I I was watching TV because my wife had been in the hospital for a it was a minor procedure she had and I stayed the night with her there and the show Forge and Fire came on the TV there in the hospital. It was like a marathon, I think. Mm -hmm. So I stayed up all night watching that, you know, being a welder and pipe fitter, it all kind of, it was relative to some stuff that I was already familiar with. So I was interested. Well, <clears throat> we went home a couple of days after that. And I told my wife, I think I want to start, I want to build a forge. I'm going to try this stuff out. It looks fun. So I fabricated my own little setup here in, in the garage and whatnot some of the basic tools I gathered up. Well, then it was about a month after I started all that. I lost the job and uh, just time on my hands for the first time. I've never been without a job up until then. So I had time on my hands out in the garage one day. I, uh, I had some railroad spikes. That somebody gave me because I didn't know anything about forging yet, but I was told that railroad spikes is usually where a lot of blacksmiths start off learning how to move steel around with a hammer or whatnot. So I attempted to make a railroad spike knife. It's a pretty common uh, project for beginners. And I, I forged one out and it didn't look half bad. Do you have one? Do you have one there with you? 
right here. I knew you were going to ask that. Absolutely. Wow. This is a past master version. So, oh, very cool. Yeah, thank you. So, the very first thank one you. I made, the very first one I made actually turned out pretty decent. Um, I surprised myself, put it that way, because I didn't think I had any idea how, what I was doing. But for whatever reason, it came out pretty nice. And I posted a picture on my Facebook just saying, hey, guys, check it out. Look what I did, you know, whatever. Well, little by little over the next couple of weeks, man, I was getting people texting me and messaging me. Can you make this knife? Can you make that? Can you do this and that? I said, I don't know, man, but I'll, I'll try to figure it out. You know, I'll give it a shot. And I mean, it just, it, it started taking off. Like it was gaining, it was gaining speed like crazy. Just out of nowhere, people started commissioning me to build this and make that. And a, uh, a writer for a local paper here in San Patricio, uh, for the San Patricio paper newspaper contacted me on Facebook one evening saying that he loves forging and forging fires, his favorite show. And he would, wanted to know if I'd be interested in doing an interview about my work. I said, well, yeah, that'd be cool. Nice. Yeah. So he came over to the house uh, a week later or whatever, and uh, did the interview, the paper released. And next thing I know, I get a message from all three local channels, uh, news channels here, three, six and 10 here in Corpus. Every one of them came over and did an interview with me. And I was just blown away. I couldn't believe this was coming out of nowhere, man. And I have no other ex explanation other than it was a godsend. Because not only did it get me notoriety seemingly out of nowhere, it fed my family for the better part of a year. And it was just, nice. I couldn't believe it was happening. I was so grateful. I was out there day in and day out, you know, late into the evenings swinging away learning everything i could as fast as i could because i was trying to get better you know so i could uh, increase my quality and increase the business and uh, you know that whole thing and about a year into it the uh interviewer from channel six here in corpus she contacted me again saying that she has now worked for spectrum news which is a statewide channel she wanted to know if she could do a follow-up story i said well yeah that'd be cool wow we did that and it kind of you know went statewide and my name started going outside of Texas here and there. I was getting calls and messages. And uh, it's, it took off from there, man. It's been going, it's, it seems to never have really slowed down, to be honest with you. And when I became a Mason, you know, I had, my, my mentor was Steve Prue at Oso Naval Lodge. A lot of guys knew Steve. He was a longtime Mason his whole life, basically. And, uh, <clears throat> Shortly after I was raised, he got sick with COVID and, you know, it took his, it took his life, unfortunately, pretty quickly, hit him hard. But before he got sick, he and I had discussed one evening at his house while he was, I think he was, yeah, I was still studying for my master's at that point. I told him that I would be really, I really wanted to contribute something from what, from my capabilities as far as forging goes. Some, I wanted to do something for the lodge or masonry in general. What could I do? So he said, well, how about a Tyler sword? Think you can handle that? Oh, I yes. said, man, I like that idea. You know, Knights Templar style swords and stuff. There's nothing cooler than that. So I went home that evening and got started drawing it up. And uh, I was about halfway into forging it. And Steve got sick and passed away, unfortunately. But when I finally finished it, uh, you know, I spoke to the worshipful master of the lodge at the time and, and the guys in the lodge and told them that I really like to present it in lodge and, uh, you know, uh, give it to the lodge Steve's name, dedicate. I couldn't think of yes, it. Yes. Dedicate nice. it to Steve's name, you know, Steve Prue, because he had, 
he was an extremely dedicated Mason his entire life. He'd done a lot for the lodge, more than most people even know about, I'm sure. But uh, so I, I did one evening and uh, man, I was pretty emotional for me. I couldn't even, I couldn't get the words out that night. I was, I, that was a really cool experience. And fast forward a little bit after that, I'd already had the idea that maybe I should try to square and compass on my railroad spike knives because I'd already made a million railroad spike knives before this thing ever happened amongst our brothers and everything. And uh, I put a square and compass on one, one evening, posted a picture on the Texas Mason's page. And I mean, I was sitting here watching a movie in the bedroom with my wife that evening and my phone dings. And man, when I tell you it was nonstop, it was literally nonstop for three days and three nights. I mean, it was crazy. I could not believe it. Could not believe, you know, the support was insane. So that is when I learned the valuable lesson of learning how to say no. <laughs> After I said yes about 600 times, literally. So since about last February, I've made, well, going on nearly 700 of them now. Wow. That's just for the brothers in our fraternity. That's not including customers that I've had with other, all different styles of knives that I've already had, you know, ordered up and everything. So when I say I'm busy, I, I, I promise you. Yes. Yeah. How, long, yes. how long does it take you to make one of those real spike knives? Well, at this point, I'm, I'm not bragging when I say this, but I'm, I'm being literal. I've, I've gotten it down to, so I had my kid set up a camera just to time me out of curiosity. If I'm really pushing myself, what can I do? From start, throwing it in the fire, to sharpening it, ready to go. I did it in under 12 minutes. Wow. Yeah. wow yeah that's some brute force right there buddy <laughs> yeah and, you know i've told people that before and they're like well then why are you behind man are you being lazy i said dude if i did that for 600 knives i would be in the hospital <laughs> yes but uh i've got it down to a science on these things i really do i mean i've got it down damn near to the same amount of uh, hammer swings i've actually counted and uh, i've got it down pat for these things. that's interesting that you that you say that you gotten it down to where you know just about how many strikes of the hammer you're going to hit on that spike to yeah. turn it into a knife and yeah. then sharpen it you know the and i say that that's interesting because isn't that what we should be doing we should be paying attention and measuring what we're doing at all times no Absolutely. matter what the the job is no matter what the, the hobby is or or whatever if, if if we're in freemasonry we ought to be measuring ourselves against the best and and seeing what we can do to improve and you're doing that exact thing with with your smithing and that's why you're you're so successful at it because you care enough to become a real master at the work right Thank and you. and i i i really do um attribute that to well you you have good work ethic obviously and but i but i i think that we should attribute those that same work ethic to Freemasonry or whatever um, civil service we're in or anything else that we do in life, we should be constantly reevaluating where we're at, where we've been, yeah. and where we plan on going. Yeah, what's the next? Not, what, yeah. I, yeah, I look at it like I was thinking about this the other day when I really started thinking about how, how not only what do I need to improve on, but how to improve. How do you improve on something, right? You break it down into steps. Like you have to have a plan for every improvement you want to make, break it down. Where do I start? What's the next thing after that? And so on. 
And so I, I do that with my knives. I'll take a look at the knife after I forge it. And I say, where, visually looking at it, where's my weak point? Judging myself, my, my work, whatever it might be. And I focus on that weak point next. And I work on it till I feel like that's been elevated to where it needs to be. And then I look for the next, what I feel might be the, where I can improve. And if you can, we can just learn to apply that to ourselves and our aspects of life, all the aspects of life, you know, man, can you imagine? I mean, yes, there's a, there's a saying, and I don't know who to attribute it to, but it's basically what you measure improves. That's, that's the, that's the gist of it. And that applies to everything. Like what, what you and Dennis are saying, um, if you're if you want to get good at push-ups, right? You you have to measure how many push-ups you could do. And if you're if you're not measuring it, you don't know if you're getting better because you don't have anything to compare that with. This yeah. is the same thing with like what you're describing. How long does it take to make a knife? How many hammer swings does it take? If it's if it's taking longer and it's it's taking more hammer swings, I'm not going in the direction I need to go. Something I'm doing is not right. Yeah. And that applies like what Dennis is saying, like everything in life. Like it Anything you want to improve, you have to you have to measure. Be that at work, or with your family, um, or even even at the lodge, you, we have to we have to be uh, aware of the quantitative things in our life, be it time or the amount of something. And if we're trying to increase that or decrease it, if you don't have something to measure it with, if you're not measuring it. Then you don't know if it's going in the direction you want. That's exactly right. You have to have a stand. You have to set a standard. Get a baseline right. where you're at, and then set a standard for your goals. You know, and I try to. Sometimes it's hard to know if you've reached, and you know, in different aspects of life, it's hard to know whether or not you feel like you've reached success in that specific area. And I try to gauge that based on uh, the reactions or behaviors of my loved ones and friends. You know. You can pretty much figure out where you stand on, on those kind of things by uh, people who care about you in your life, you know. Yeah. And I try to do that as a husband and, you know, and a father and everything. I try to uh, – I, I definitely feel like I've improved in, in my household as a man since I've been a Mason. Not just be, since I became a Mason, but since I started really learning how to use the working tools, you know. Because I think – yeah. Anytime you feel like you're at the top of something, that's when you that's when the uh, the set begins. That's right because you get complacent. Yep, and that's and what why you're why you're yeah because like was said earlier, I remember who said it, but I think it was Dennis. Like like everything's built up somebody else. Like everybody's standing on the shoulder of giants, right? Yeah. And if you become that giant at one time and you get complacent, people are gonna. It, go past you to go shoot past you because they're building up what you've already worked off exactly. your, your accomplishments, what you proven have that can be done. Mm -hmm. They're going to surpass that while you're, yeah. while you're sitting. That's right. And as like, when I was, you know, when I used to, uh, <clears throat> when I used to perform professionally on stage as a musician, you have to learn to reinvent yourself every couple of years. You can't stay the same. I mean, if, you know, if you're lucky enough, people get bored with the same old show. That's a fact, man. You know, and when you start to feel get bored yourself with what you're doing, and I kind of did, honest, that's the reason I kind of, you know, I bowed out after about seven years. I said, I'm starting to feel like it's just not genuine anymore. And uh, it's, 
I'm ready to move on. So that's what happened with me. But yeah, you have to keep, you have to be vigilant of where you, where you're at. And they, there's a saying, something like, uh, the best bands know when it's time to get off stage. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah, and and that's, that's proven. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, this it, it, all reminds me, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I think it's, but uh, someone asked uh, Eric Clapton, uh, what, what, what it's like being the world's best guitarist. And uh, he said, I don't know. You'll have to ask Prince. And it's a, uh, it's, it's the same mentality. Like, like you, you have to, you have to be, and you did the same thing, Mickey, because you're, you're looking at who, who you think's better than you, who your peers are, and you're learning from them. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's the same thing. Like if, if you think you're the best, I mean, I mean, look, look at, look at Mike Tyson. I mean, when he was starting talking about being the best, that's when he started declining. Yeah. Um, granted, I still wouldn't want to go against him, but, uh, but yeah. uh, the dude's scary. But yeah. that anytime you think you're at the top, that that's when you, that's when you're starting to uh, go down. Yeah. So you have to be aware well, and, of who else and, is, who else is skilled and who else you can learn from. Yeah. And that's why we have to be very intentional with, um, you know, number one, we inspect what we expect. Right. And so we're doing that with ourselves as well as those around. And, that's why you have to be very intentional with that circle that you put around you so that you will be able to learn from them. And they may just learn a little bit from you too. And usually it's mutual, but mm -hmm. they have aspects that, that you love and, and, and you have aspects that they love. And so it usually works out really well. Yeah. That's why you have to be intentional with those because, you know, like I said, in the, in the, um, post i did on facebook today um iron sharpens iron and <laughs> taylor not a that effort that effort you ripped you uh, did yeah he did i love it you know he he got me on it. and there's always somebody it had it to be him right <laughs> it, it had to be him i love the guy so i can't you know i can't uh i can't say much but it was funny and 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 it i know that he it didn't come from a bad place he was just teasing with me but anyways um, you know, there's a lot of things that sharpen iron, but in your case, iron sharpens iron. You know, you're you're hammering away on this stuff. You're forging and shaping this metal with other metal. You know, you're you're powering through it to make it what it is. You you don't have just this. Well, and even in this instance, it it still is the same. You don't have a press that you use and just stamp them out and send them out. You know, like the big companies do. Even though that it, it does require iron to do that, Th those those stamps are made out of huge iron, you know, yeah. blades that that cut that out. But you know, iron sharpens iron. So we have to be intentional yeah. on on who we put around us and and how you maintain and develop and maintain those relationships. Absolutely, I've always, you know, I was. So I grew up in a small town in Orange Grove, Texas, here about 40 minutes from Corpus uh, from the time I was three all the way through graduation. And I was raised by my grandparents. So I feel very fortunate to have been instilled with those old, more old fashioned uh, values and virtues. And my grandma used to always say, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. Mm -hmm. yes. And, you know, I didn't understand that as a kid, but I absolutely understand it now. And that's a fact. I always, I've always, for whatever reason, and and it definitely applies in masonry for obvious reasons. I've always been surrounded by older men. 
in my life. It always seems that I've always gravitated to them or, or they've kind of seemed to want to take me under their wings for whatever reason. And uh, I think that's, a, that's been a huge, a tremendous influence on me in almost everything I've done in my life. Uh, well, and that says something about you as well, because, you know, we need to, as, as brothers, we need to look at, well, inspect what we expect. So when somebody even approaches us in joining Freemasonry, we should really be very intentional and serious about if we're letting that person in. Who cares how long it takes, right? Yeah. Because that brother's going to be a brother for the rest of your life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's plenty of brothers that probably feel like, oh, crap, they shouldn't have let Dennis in. But, <laughs> but I'm in now. So now you have to deal with me until I really do something bad and I haven't done anything. <laughs> You've been trying, though. <laughs> I, I haven't a, done it really bad. I was at a lodge recently, and there was a, a a brother brought his son to eat. The kid's seventeen, and they were talking about like, what's the soonest we can get him a petition? He's like, man, you just need to cool your jets because yeah. he he's young, and like his like, and I said the exact same thing. He'll be amazing the rest of his life. Like mm-hmm. this this whole rushing people through is not working and uh-huh. i actually i'm I, I was just appointed to an investigation committee for a, a small lodge and uh and i was asking to the community i was like have y'all read the latest investigation manual or guide or whatever you'll call it from uh, grand lodge and they didn't they didn't know there was such a thing so i shared it with them and uh and they're like hey this is this isn't what we've been doing this is this is a lot stricter than we've way off because yeah yeah, go figure. Which, go is, figure. which is available on the Grand Lodge website, brothers. Go get you one. Your Man. secretary has one. It was sent to him. Yeah. Use it and get your own. You can I buy could, your own. I could yeah. find it on the Grand Lodge website. I had to ask yeah, on, my, uh, Texas Freemasons. To, my, my secretary gave us a copy because I was recently assigned to an investigation as well. And, man, I tell you, I feel it was like a breath of fresh air to see that, that list. <laughs> It was so appropriate. It was so needed and appropriate. And uh, as as long as Freemasonry has been around, I was kind of shocked that it hadn't been that way, or maybe it was that way decades ago, and it just kind of faded away with the you know the way things change. I don't know, but I'm it was, glad, I'm glad like, that it, right. Yeah. It was a lot stricter. Yeah, and we we kind of did away with that. But this this manual has been around for quite a while, even yeah. though this is the most updated version. Um, a lot of well, the, this one the basic ideas, the basic ideas in there, have been around for quite a yeah. while. Yeah, and it's just most people aren't aware of it, and it's not really something that's pushed, but yeah. it should be. Absolutely, I just utilized it. Well, we utilized it in the, on a recent interview about a month ago, and it took definitely twice as long to interview the man, and appropriately so. But it's and worth I, it. Yeah. I felt so much more comfortable being able to dive deeper into this, uh, the, the investigation and really pick somebody's brain mm-hmm. and get them the opportunity to do likewise. You know, it's super important. You know, it's numbers are not the number one thing we need to be focused on. That's fact. Nope. I've just, in, I've only been a Mason about two years and I've seen guys come in at least one. I know of for sure. And not exactly the greatest fit. I mean, he kind of, he never showed up again, really, once he came to a couple meetings, but it was like one felt, you know, slipped through the cracks, I kind of felt like. Mm-hmm. And uh, right. 
I'm just, this is super needed right now. I'm glad that things have been updated. Yeah. The best I, thing, the best thing is that you can walk away with the decision knowing you made the right decision. Yes. Good or bad, right? Good or yeah. bad. You can walk away knowing that you did your job to the best of your ability. That's right. Well, you That's can't, right. you can't take back letting someone in that you shouldn't have. Right. Exactly. But you can't take back keeping someone out because they can always repetition. Yeah. And if they're determined, if they're the right guy and you just made a mistake, that's, that's fine. They'll, if they really want to come back, they'll petition again. Mm -hmm. But there was a, a quote from a brother. I can't remember his name right out of the way, but he, uh, he came on, it's one of our, one of our episodes and I'll have to find his name so I can get the proper, but he, uh, he said in his interview that more harm has been done to the fraternity with white cubes, um, with white balls than with black cubes. Yes, and I wholeheartedly agree with that because I have yes, that. That was that was uh, brother um, Steve Al Almiger. No, uh, no, no, no. It was Steve Almiger. He referenced um, it. Yes, I, th I think he did. Uh, golly, I'm looking. I now. don't know who said it, but he referenced it. Yeah, that was a, that was he, a lot of episodes. He had read ago. it. Yeah, but but yeah, and I mean, when he said that, I was like, that is. That's that's so true because I've yeah. seen lodges pretty much just, just picked apart and killed by by the wrong people being allowed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's think about this. Think about Albert Mackey. Think about or wait, no. <laughs> oh my gosh! Are you combining them? Think about think about Mackey. Think about. Uh, Albert Pike. I, I got ahead of myself. Think about Mackey. He was the mentor to Albert Pike. And and then think about Manly P. Hall. Think about all these great Masons of, of the past. And, and there are so many. Now, when we go to investigate somebody today, are we thinking that that person's going to be the next great thing that's going to push us forward in Freemasonry? Are we thinking that we're going to develop and develop them into that? Or do we think that they already have the potential and we're just going to shape it? Right. So it was, it was Dave Yance, uh, the importance of oh, learning I, the Westgate. Yeah, yes. yeah. And I think, I think Steve Almaguer, he said he watched it and he was referring to that. No, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But that was a, that was, that was a long time ago. I didn't realize. How yeah. He and he and Rit put that program together. Yes, I remember. yes, they did. Yeah, yes, but yeah, and and absolutely, like you'll you keeping keeping the right guy out is unfortunate, but he'll come back if he's the right guy. Put it, letting the wrong the wrong guy in. Yeah, I mean that that can that just that could kill that could kill decades of progress. It can it can be dangerous, literally sometimes. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I had a guy try to fight me in the laundry one time yeah. because he was the wrong guy. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there. You just they're not there, man. Yeah, you know, mentally, uh, right. And 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 folks think that they can, you know, now we can carry guns into the lodge or whatever to protect ourselves. I'm not really for that. I'm I'm not that guy. I, I let it get to that gun. point, you know. Exactly. That's my point. Why are we letting that threat be there? And why are we scared? What are we doing that scares us? from yeah 
The pub. Well, I, I don't. We're not doing anything. I don't think it's to protect us from ourselves. I think it's to protect us from the from the outside coming in. But yeah, if you but look we, at if you look in more hostile countries that aren't friendly to Freemasonry, they still have Masonic lodges. So I don't. I don't know if y'all. Oh, sorry, bro. Go ahead. I was just going to say, but the Tyler's not carrying a sword. Yeah. Well, in India, well, it's well a, armed. A, yeah, in, in India, it's a gun. So yeah. recently, I don't know if you guys heard about it, but just so we had lodged this past Tuesday. I was I was sitting there and uh, uh, brother, you know, Wally, you guys know Wally, right? Yes, I love Wally. <clears throat> yeah, it's awesome. So he had, to, he had to check out a little early. So he took off and I get a text, a couple of texts from him. So I looked down at my phone. He sent pictures of police outside the lodge looking for uh, bullet casings. There was a shooting, a drive-by shooting while we were in lodge. At, there's a there's a kind of a, co- a complex of apartments. Yeah, right, right behind you. Yeah, right yeah. behind us. I'm yeah. pretty sure that was the target area. Right yeah, so I think that was the target area, but it happened while we were sitting in lodge. We didn't even know about it. Wow. You know, danger is real, man. And unfortunately, a lot of lodges, especially here in Corpus, have been around so long. At one point in time, that was a nice area, but now a lot of that area is dilapidated and and uh, not the greatest areas to be in when the sun goes down. Sometimes, yeah, I was going to well, say something that, similar. Yeah. yeah, that happens. It you know that was all. I think that was all government. Um, yeah, or or naval apartments at one time, yeah. and now it's all government subsidized apartments for for lower income. Mm-hmm. And we lived right over. Um, next to Louisiana, we lived on Ohio. Well, okay. Lavinia lived on Ohio. I lived Atlanta and or Atlantic, Atlantic, and um, yeah, it's just it was just right there. We walked to to HEB every day, just about. Yeah. But yeah, it the 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 world has has changed around us in many ways, in many mm-hmm. ways, and 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 that's why we need. The strong brothers to come in and not just anybody off the street we need to do a real investigation Absolutely. because we need to be affecting the outside world not letting the outside world affect us which is what's exactly. happening that's exactly yeah. right it's our fraternity right i mean that's we right should, we got to look out for it that's we got to keep it alive and there's you can't do that if you're letting the wrong people in simple as that i mean if i've looked at i told the guys after this investigation you know I, Unfortunately, the guy was not was not unfavorable uh, for many good reasons. I felt bad for the guy on a personal level. He was a very nice guy, but he was mentally unstable. It was super obvious. I've been around literal, you know, uh, psych patients my whole life because my mother suffers with mental illness. So I know I know what I'm witnessing when I'm around somebody who has issues, you know, and this this man needs some help. And I told the brothers, I'm sorry, but I'm taking this super seriously. And if I don't feel uncomfortable, if I don't feel comfortable enough to bring somebody into my home around my wife and kids, I'm not going to bring them into the lodge either. Yes. It's just unfortunate. We feel like we have to apologize for that. Yeah. And, 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 and I mean, I've been in the same situation. Yeah. It was super uncomfortable. At the same time, I was like, well, wait wait a minute, man. This is my job. My duty, you know? If, if you're going to, from from a uh, from a very childish perspective, but it's, I think it's accurate. But it's very childish. It's our clubhouse, right? We want to be careful about who we let come into our clubhouse. But from a from another perspective, if if I initiate somebody, I won't call them brother by the end of the day, right? 
that has big implications to me because if yes. you're my brother, you're family. Yeah, you're right. Family, I'm bringing you into my family, and I don't want to bring I don't want to bring somebody into my family that I don't feel comfortable, like you said, bringing around my wife and children, or I feel like it's not going to. To be frank, I feel like they're going to drag me down. Yeah. And it goes back to that iron sharpening iron because if I start associating myself, the people in my lodge are the people I associate myself with. If I start associating myself with someone that is negative or they have a crappy attitude, yeah. or they don't have a good work ethic. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, folks. It was nice seeing you. Y'all have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you another chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but the more of those people you start, because then their friends are going to join. Yep, exactly. That's like a track's like. And yep. and before you know you're gonna have a lodge full of and, and I'm sorry, but a lodge full of negative people. Yeah. Is a dead lodge. It might as well just merge it right now. Right yeah. now. Miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that you y'all saying that talking about our family and stuff and, and our brothers. You know now, Mickey, you hadn't been around long enough. Most of the brothers in, in Texas have been around long, long enough to see, you know, my daughter has been going to Grand Lodge and everywhere around Texas with me since she was in a travel carrier. Sure. She wasn't big enough to put in a, in a stool to in a baby seat to eat dinner. We had to feed her in her travel carrier at dinner. And, and she's grown up with Masons. She trusts Masons. Yeah. She she wants to marry a Mason. And thank God there's plenty of brothers out there with, with young sons that look very promising. But, you know, that being said, it's the same way with Justin's family. It's the same way with your family. It's the same way with, with Robert Marshall's little girl. You know, if if somebody, if I ever saw anyone come at your family, it would it would be a showdown. I'm telling you that they would have to do me. And I know that certain brothers, it would be the same way. I know that would be the same with, with you brothers, you know, sure. that there's no doubt in my mind, but if there's somebody else that I don't feel like I can, I can, I feel that way with. Yeah, exactly. You know, they don't even have an opportunity to be in my inner circle, much yeah. less, much less have my respect as a Mason. I'll, I'll call them, you know, brother, but, um, that's that's very lighthearted because I know that they don't feel the same. Yeah, sincerely. As me, yeah. You can tell. You can tell. Yeah, yeah we had, so I'm going to say it was middle last year or something like that. <clears throat> we had a new guy come in, initiated and everything. He seemed like a really, uh, he was a nice young man. Uh, he seemed like he was motivated. He wanted to learn. So... <clears throat> The lodge asked me if I would be willing to help them study with for his EA, and I said, "Yeah, man, I'd be honored. Awesome, because I'm still fresh. I've still got it there right now. I'd like to keep it keep it fresh." So <clears throat> I invited him to my home, and uh, you know, in between studying and whatnot, we talk a little bit to each other about life and whatnot, getting to know each other. Well, he starts to divulge a little bit of what he thinks about it's without getting too many too many details, conspiracy stuff about Shriners and kids and whatnot. And I said, Hey, hang on, man. You understand that we're Shriners, right? Let's just, we're the same guys. You know that, right? Like the guys you sat and lodged with, those, those are Shriners, most of them. 
and it just got really uncomfortable after that. And uh, he stopped showing up after that evening. He stopped showing up. He didn't call me anymore, and he didn't go to lodge either. And honestly, well, that's probably better. It is supposed to say, unfortunately, it's for the best. These, because, these, yes. these are all reasons. Like the investigation guide is great, but I don't think it goes into like it talks about taking your time, but it doesn't go into like like specifics. Mm-hmm. So like like there are lodges where you, you have to once you express an interest in joining, it's like four to six months before they even consider giving you a petition. Yeah, and this gives you this gives you this gives you time. First of all, this guy's gonna flake. Like if he's not gonna stick around for a long period of term, you're gonna find out within six months. Yeah. Right. Because we rush to put these guys through and they get through EA and after about a month they stop coming around. So let's say, hey, you had to come to our all of our public all of our public meetings, be it like a dinner or whatever, for six months. Mm-hmm. And if they stop showing up after three, well, it's a good thing you didn't you didn't give them a petition because they weren't gonna come around anyway. Exactly. And it's the same thing like because they're gonna have these conversations sitting around with the brothers. Mm-hmm. And they may, it's it's easy to put up a, a facade and kind of and kind of even if you're crazy, right? It's easy to seem sane uh, two or three times. Yeah. But in the long haul, it's going to come out. Going to come out. Yeah. You, you can't keep it out. And so that conversation about the Shriners, that would happen within that six month period. Yeah. And for sure. The brothers at the lodge were like, uh, yeah, yeah, about that. And yeah. then then he would never have got that petition, and that would not have been a. Because now you got a now you have a Mason on your roster who yep. probably will never go anywhere. And he's just gonna sit there in limbo on, mm-hmm. on Grandview. And and nothing's ever gonna come of it. And possibly squeeze a couple of buddies in who have the same mindset. Yeah, yeah. You know, or try yeah. to. And that's that's the scary thing. That's that's why I was talking to you about that one lodge that, you know, and, and that lodge is Hillcrest, so you know. If you watch the interview with Kyle and I and Justin and yeah, I was and Justin, <laughs> and and even with um, with uh, Berryman, he was uh, Yeti. He was he was on, and, mm-hmm. and we talked about the same thing. You know, they have well, a better uh, yet. Listen to Kyle at the summit because he's almost yes. certainly going to talk about that. Yes, brothers, come on down. We will all three be there. Yeah. Um, but you know the they talk about the the way that they do it is they don't even allow people to the lodge, right? Not until their actual initiation. Yeah. They don't even invite them there for a dinner before lodge or anything like that. They have a social time once a month that they all gather different restaurants and they, they get to know somebody. So, you know, when somebody drinks a little bit, you really get to know who that person is. And I don't care. You can well, hide tell me about it, Dennis. You can hide it a little bit. I know you get all cuddly. <laughs> and I here I'm trying to talk to Mason you get all cuddly. Oh. So <laughs> don't you cut that out. So <laughs> yeah, he's got all the controls. He's the control freak. Yeah. But anyway, um, so you you know, people loosen up a little bit in those situations. So you're going to be able to to gauge is yeah. this person really going to be a fit with our culture and and is he going to fit in with our values, virtue, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, you know, they have one of the strongest. They have an initiation list a mile long. And, and there are people waiting months now to get initiated. 
that, wow. that have been approved already. They're just waiting because they've gone through the other three to six months of, of social events. And now yeah. they're just in waiting. Yeah, that and, is, that's cool. That, yes. that seems appropriate to me. Yes. And yeah. not only that, but, but they, they also retain those brothers. Those brothers know that they have a job to do once they become brothers. Yeah. Everybody has a place to fill. And if there's not an empty space, they make one. And yep. make sure that that person is involved in the lodge and that lodge comes first, even before appendant bodies, that lodge comes first. Yep. And, and man, that's, that's a beautiful thing that they offer enough in their lodge, enough value in their lodge. And that's the key Yeah, to be able to, to hold that attention and hold that, that, uh, that social fellowship, the, all that doing the work at Freemason. Yeah, I agree. That would help tremendously keeping quality guys around especially eas you know when i first joined you know sitting around in the first you know three or four meetings i i was trying to figure out what's going on you know with everybody saying their parts and whatnot i started started to click i understood okay i get it they've got parts to say everybody has a specific deal but under other than that i was like okay what what else do we what do we do what else do we do what is this about and you know i'm not trying to doubt downplay anybody any lodge or anything like that but it seems like here lately at least there's been more of an effort or a, or a focus on trying to uh liven things up a little bit and bring people interest are starting to get the picture yeah it is people are starting to get it yeah i feel like ever since uh brad you know brother billings was in the in the chair right wishful yeah right since you're a young mason i'm still learning <laughs> yeah i love him I love him. He's right worshipful. He was He's awesome, man. My, my most worshipful. Yeah. When, when, when <laughs> he I was joined, awesome. Uh oh, that might get me in trouble. <laughs> it's been it's been it's been close to twenty years. But when I first joined, and granted, this I'm sure this wasn't the norm for every lodge in Texas. I'm talking very broadly, but I visited a lot of lodges in my district uh, as a young mason, and it was it was the same. It was the same. I mean, different brothers. Not always, because some of the guys will like come to every meeting. But it's the same stuff. You, yeah. you open, you do the minutes, you talk about fundraiser, and you close, and yeah. that's it. And then in the middle would be like a hot dog or something. Yeah. And and you're exactly right. I mean, this this it's becoming it's becoming more and more widely accepted that you have to offer some kind of value to actually justify people taking time out of their lives. Yeah. Granted, an hour a month at the minimum is not a whole lot, but with so many with so many distractions in this world, it's it's if I don't have anything to offer, and the new new episode of Mandalorian just came out, what am I going to do? Right, <laughs> I could be bored and eat a hot dog, or I could have a nice meal at home with my family and watch watch the newest episode. What am I probably okay. going to do? Exactly, it needs to be something. We need to be offering something to to everybody that makes it worth your time. As simple as that. Yep, absolutely, and that's becoming more of the norm. Fortunately, I have a. I have a brother that still gives me a hard time because when, when I came to Goliad, I would always say, well, in McKinney, we used to do this and they would all get so upset with me. Cause I would always say that. But the, the thing was, is that we weren't doing a whole lot at that time. Now Goliad has really become a really solid lodge, but at that time it was same old, same old, like everything else. I, I was fortunate to be raised in McKinney. And McKinney was at that time, and ever since, I think they might have not have been last year or maybe the year before that, but it was last year. 
that they were a Vanguard Lodge every year. And and that's doing Freemasonry. Vanguard is not something, you know, old, you know, extremely, you know, it's not just a feather in your cap, dude. If you're doing that, you're yeah. working your butt yeah. off to get yeah. that you know, yeah, to get that acknowledgement. Yeah. yeah. So so you know spot. That's right. <laughs> Except now they don't give it anymore. Oh, they don't have a last year. They stopped that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. T talk about disappointing. I'm never no. going to be Vanguard for that reason. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. No, but seriously, you know, I came from that atmosphere and they were always busy. I still, I'm still a member of the lodge. So I still have the emails every day. Every day I get emails of what's happening next in the lodge and, and letting brothers know it's coming be there and it's mm -hmm. it's it's amazing it really is and and i wish that freemasonry was more like that consistently I'm i think that's the goal of of the committee on work but i don't think what they're doing is causing that i think that it's it's brothers putting masonry to work there is i think there's a stir right now uh it seems like here in corpus for sure i mean it's the only area i know of course but there's definitely a stir in our lodges here in Corpus to start taking action, even on social media, get it, bring it to life, put up a schedule. What's going on in our lodge for this week and next week? Boom, 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 boom. Here's dates. Here's the events. You should come out. You know, it's getting way more, even just, like I said, I've only been around two years since I first joined compared to now. It's way more in my face, you know, <clears throat> from what I can notice and in public, uh, you know, hearing sponsorships and whatnot. It's just, it's out there more than it was just two years ago here in Corpus. Yeah. It's the, uh, a, an, an inactive organization is a dead organization. Like if you're only, if you're only meeting when your bylaws say you have to, you're dead. It's a dead organization. And furthermore, from a relationship perspective, I, I have a lot of brothers. I have a lot of brother Masons, but they're not all friends, if that makes sense. That's the difference. Yeah. Like the ones yeah. that like we do things outside the lodge and maybe go into a pub or 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 concerts or conferences or whatever our mutual interests are. Those are my friends, man. Like, yeah. like, like they're all my brothers, but these guys are my friends. Yeah. And those strong bonds make a huge difference. Oh yeah. I've noticed that too. There is a big difference. And I didn't I didn't quite understand that because when you first joined, you know, it's like I'm always there for you, you're always there for me. But then something might happen. Like I've noticed here just in my little knife business and whatnot, there's been a couple of brothers kind of ticked off at me because I fell behind or here and there. Or maybe I, I forgot a detail, whatever it might be. But there's been some where I, you know, I don't, don't feel very friendly between us, unfortunately. So there is a difference between brothers and friends. And, you know, it's just the way it goes, it seems. I always, I always try to make good should something go uh, sideways, whatever. But, uh, you know, some, some people just, I guess they don't get it. I don't know. Well, well it's, it, we live forget. in an Amazon, we live in an Amazon world. Yeah. yeah. And, and most people think that, you know, we're just like anybody else. Yeah. And, and instead of brothers. If you want and something, it's, if it's you sad. want something that's cheaply made and mass produced, there's options for that. Yeah. Right? And if you want something that's, that's custom made that people, that someone, a Texan, actually put effort into mm -hmm. then there there's there's a way to do that and yeah. don't confuse the two don't yeah. confuse the two like like dennis said don't reach out to to mickey allen for a custom knife and expect an amazon knife 
Yeah. Don't expect an yes. Amazon response. I mean, sometimes it's it's a small business. Like mm-hmm. if you want if you want if you want quality, sometimes it's expensive and sometimes you have to wait. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and if you want something quick and easy, well, there's options for that. Yeah, exactly. But you'll get what you pay for. Yeah, that's a fact. And you know, <clears throat> I've always tried to remain humble through the whole thing, and I accept full full responsibility for taking on too much work in a short time. But my defense and on that is none of that was done with malice whatsoever. I was trying to give everybody what they wanted. It's mm-hmm. the complete opposite. I was trying to please everybody, you know? Right. That's the reason. And, and that's what, much. yeah. Yes. And that's what I was telling you on, you know, I've got brothers that have been overly patient with me. That just broke mm-hmm. my heart. It breaks my heart that I, that I, same missed the bus but i can tell you like right now it's past master season it's coming up and brothers are already calling me for the cases and stuff mm-hmm. and um i've got them laid out in my living room right now using this right here it's it's leather honey and uh i i have to i have to i don't call it me honey mm-hmm. don't call me leather I- <laughs> 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 both things i adore but you know, I've got them laid out, and my poor family lost their living room. And and I've got I spent all afternoon spreading leather honey on all the cases, you know, and they sit for 24 hours, and then I turn them over and spread them, and and you know that's I condition it all. I I really work hard to to give a, a quality product, mm-hmm. and it's just like you. It it takes effort. It takes time. It takes heart. I, I care about what I'm doing and and you do the same thing. And that's what people forget about is the brotherly love you're putting into it because mm-hmm. you know, it's so important to that brother that gets it, even though it takes a little longer, sometimes, sometimes a lot longer, but, yeah. but it's, there's certain things you're, you're, uh, you're giving them that they'll never see. Yeah, absolutely. Well, absolutely. At the end of the day, that's at the end of the day, and you said it yourself, this this was putting food on the table, right? And so, you, of course, you're going to take whatever orders you can get. Yeah. Because I mean, more orders is more money, yeah. and in a in a time of instability, you need that. Yeah. Right? right. And and it's just part of the learning process of a, of a taking on a new trade and taking on a new business at the same time. How That's much true. can I do with? Because there's a certain level, and you know this, but the listeners may not. There's a certain level that you can maintain quality and quantity right but if you if you go too far into quantity your quality dips Drop. right and if yeah, you focus right. too much on the quality then then you don't you're not making as many so there's a, there's a balance there yeah and you're feeding your family while you're discovering this balance so and, and i'm sure the majority of masons have been very patient and understanding but mm-hmm. the, the 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 small minority um i mean i hate to say it, but kind of shame on you man this this right. you reached out to this guy, this brother, for a service, and he's using it to support his family. I mean, show some patience. I mean, what why do you need a knife so for so urgently that you can't wait a few extra weeks? If you yeah. want a quality knife, if you want a quality knife, this is your man. But understand, yeah. That and if you one guy bending over a hot forge, hammering it away at it, sometimes it takes time. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> and have you, you know. One, if you want one yourself, make yourself a forge and learn it yourself. You know, there's been there's been some guys who got downright ugly and say, you know, man, 
if I was running some kind of scam here, you think I'd taken over my garage with all this equipment and invested in all this stuff and bought an anvil? I mean, who would do that just to scam somebody for 65 bucks? Yeah, if people only knew how much I had lost in trying yeah. to develop to develop yeah. the products that I that I sell. Yeah, I mean, I've lost so much. Yeah, me too. It takes a lot. And my yeah. prices compared to most knife makers are insanely low beyond reason. Well, and because I understand the situation, you know, I'm, I'm commissioning Mickey just so the world knows that he's capable. I'm, I'm commissioning Mickey to make my chief knife or actually it's my dirt and, and sword for when I'm a chief of the knife of St. Andrew, which is in two years. Well, a year and a half now, but I'm giving him the time to make it happen and put his put his heart and soul into it so that it really turns out special because that's special to me and i think every brother brother ought to keep that in mind when when they're asking for something that that's that's going to be that special to them that they're going to show off to every brother they have you know they're going to do it they're going to put it on facebook they're going to show it off every time somebody comes to the house mm -hmm. and you know me i'm going to be walking in new 32nd degree masons with that sword yeah you know through an arch of steel and that's that's important that's yeah. that's a that's a big deal to me that, mm -hmm. I, I only want the best and so that's why i've commissioned mickey to do that and and so brothers out there give him the time decide what you want but give him the time you know design it all work on the design make sure that everything's exactly how you want it but give him the time to make it because it's hard work and we're going to show on on the video how he puts his blood blood sweat and tears into this stuff you well, know bring it, bring it all around dennis to make a good mason takes time yes right? it, and, and if you have a lot of just just pushing them through you're getting a quantity of masons but you're not getting the quality necessarily you're getting a lot of members but you're not getting a lot of masons, mm -hmm. and it's the same thing. It's the same thing with trade. Yeah, it applies. It, it, it takes your time. It takes time to get to get something quality out of, out of iron or steel or or, or whatever material you're, material you're working with. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of patience. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Man, that choked me up for a second. Golly, Justin, you're welcome. I didn't know you. I didn't know you had a heart. But to that <laughs> to that point, <laughs> um, and we will. Uh, Mickey did share a video that I will be incorporating into this so you can see some of the work. But if you want to see it in person, the best thing to do is to be sure that you're coming to the summit because because Mickey will be there and he will, I assume it'll be like Waco where you have some stuff set up, Mickey? Yep, I'm going to do a little uh, show and tell for everybody, make it really cool. And Oh, nice. That, if you go to the, um, and I'll link it, but... Last year, no, it was this year at Waco, Mickey had a boot set up at the sh at the uh, at the shop, and I spent some time looking over his stuff. So check out that video if you want to see some of the things he had back in January. Mm -hmm. And um, but and we'll have and we'll have links for him to so you can contact him as well. Absolutely, yeah. But come to the summit, check out what he's got. He has a, a piece that he's working on that will be up for auction. And uh, it will it will definitely be very awesome. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's the first time I've ever tried to make this particular item, and I cannot wait. It's going to be really, really cool. 
yeah, I'm excited to see how it turns out. I think it's going to be wicked. Yeah, and I'm and and I'm actually fortunate enough to be able to provide some of the materials for it off of one of my properties, and yeah. that's going to be cool. I, that makes it way more special for me too. I love that aspect. Like I've gotten so many of my railroad spikes have been given to me. My brothers, you know, one way or another, they acquire them. Uh, just uh, day before it was yesterday. I'm just always lost. I think it was yesterday. Uh, brother Sean uh, Debon, I believe is how you say his name. He's up near Waco. He works for a railroad company, and he gave me. Oh, very uh, cool. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that out loud. <laughs> I got. Yeah. I got a whole bunch of cool. <laughs> well, they they actually have to pull them whenever they replace the yeah. railroad ties, which they're doing yeah. right now. They yeah. have to pull the old ones and put new ones in. Hey, so it's didn't not like them, so it's it's okay. Yep, he gave me a. He hooked me up really good. So it does. It means a whole lot more to me when other brothers are involved. I love that aspect because I don't want to feel like I'm just doing stuff by myself. I'm contributing, but I want to. I want people involved, man. And we're actually here in Corpus. Uh, uh, you know, brother Hallwell, John Hallwell, Jay. He and I put our heads together here recently with a couple other brothers who he knows. I just met. We're going to form a group here locally, specifically for the purpose of bringing in like troubled youth or uh, veterans, anybody who wants to learn how to forge just to contribute man. to the community one way or another. That, that's that's, that's beautiful. always, that's always that. been my number one goal. Once I, I told my wife, once I get a good job again, you know, a couple years back when I was unemployed doing this. So once I get back on my feet and we're doing good, I want to turn this into something that's a pure charity. That's all I want to do with it. I feel like anybody who has the ability to do anything with their hands, that is a God given ability. And I want to do it. That's how I want to can't repay, but God, of course, but show my appreciation for everything he's given me through this ability by giving back somehow to somebody out there needs to be able to do something to keep them either out of trouble yeah. or maybe give them a future in this craft. You know, that's, that's my ultimate dream with this thing. That's what I want to do with it. I love it, man. That's yeah. That, as, as, that a reminds teacher, as a teacher, I think that's, that's powerful. And I know that I'll know that will change lives. That's, that's what I want. That's what I want that, to hear before. That, that reminds me of a, this, a story that um, I saw on, on the Texas traveler or something like that. The guy that used to be on channel eight and now he does his own thing. It's Texas. Been around Reporter. Forever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, guy. I, re yeah. I recorded and watched all the time. I, yeah. that. I can't yeah. believe I forgot. But anyways, there was a an episode once about this this ranch company this 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 company that or the this family that had a ranch and and they turned their horses into horses for special needs kids and people come all over from everywhere for therapy for their special needs kids autistic kids yeah. and and that was their therapy and you know that's just that's exactly what the world needs is that's is God's work man like that. mm -hmm. that's, that's God's right. work. And that's masonry's work. That's Freemasonry's work. That's, that's a charity because that's your that's true love going yeah. out. That's not that's not throwing money at something and, and turning your back on it. That's no. putting love into it. So yeah. I want to just say out there for all you brothers that you know think charity is having these fish fries and stuff like this, I don't believe that. I believe brotherly love and affection is charity. We're charitable to our our people. And and then ultimately to the world. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been almost an hour and a half. It's Friday evening. Um, we don't have any guests on at the time. 
So uh, I'd like to open it up to uh, final thoughts at this point. And uh, let's start with let's start with Dennis because Dennis always has the most final thoughts, and then we'll. Go then I should be last. I should be <laughs> no, last. No, you get to go first, big boy. That's not right because I always bounce. I get ideas off of y'all, so it's, it's hard for me. I know to, you do. You're you're an ass. <laughs> <laughs> you're an ass. He's sharpening. He's sharpening you. I'm telling there you. you go. I'm telling you. Oh my gosh, I'm dull. That's for sure. Um, brothers, you know, thank you as always for listening to this interview. You know, we, we, I'm so excited about this summit. We, we have, and if you haven't gone there, go to Eventbrite and get your ticket because we are only selling a limited amount of tickets. Yep. And, and then if, if you need help with getting in with the hotel or whatever, just give me a holler. I'll help you. Um, we just about got the whole top floor of the hotel uh, rented out to Masons, which is pretty freaking awesome, if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just cool. You know, it being is. able to have a, a private event that sells out a, a top floor of a hotel and then some, you know, that's that's cool. Sure. But anyways, it's a family event. They can play on the beach while we play with our brothers and, and do our, our summit and listen to all the knowledgeable things that we have going on. Um and as you've seen, not only are our speakers freaking awesome, so are our vendors. You know, the I couldn't think of anybody I wanted more at our summit than the Mickey Allen from Corpus Christi and Oso Lodge. You know, I love the lodge. I love the brothers in the lodge. You know, there's it's too many to count, but it's it's such a such an honor for for me. And I know Justin as well. It's such an honor to to be able to do this and to have the support of of Oso Lodge and Alamein Shrine. And really, if I if I named all the brothers I know, it would include you know 189. It would include all the other lodges in Corpus as well. So um, these are our circles of friends. These are these are the ones these are the ones that we can count on, and we know that. And all we had to do was ask. All these sharpest, all of the sharpest individuals out there are—they love us, they care about us. They not only want us to succeed, but they want you to succeed. And that's the thing: is that they all want you to succeed as a mason, as a leader, and and provide some good inspirational leadership that that has to do with the ancients as well as. Um, as well as modern Freemasonry. And you're going to get to hear it all. There's a big range. Yeah. And, and from some of the best-known uh, authors, some of the, best, the, the highest-ranking officers in, in other grand jurisdictions, as well as our own. That's a, that's a little hint. But we're not, we're not revealing everybody yet. But... Um, and I know everybody's getting tired now, but I just can't stress enough how wonderful of an opportunity this is. And we're only looking to break even so that we can do this again next year. Yeah. Right. You know, if we make a little money, that's great because it's just going to make it better for, for next year because we want to do two next year. But we have to make this one successful first. And it begins with the success of you and your takeaway. 
once you come and, and see the event, we want to know how you feel. We're going to sit and drink iced tea or scotch and, and talk about it for the rest of the night. And even if you live in Corpus, you're welcome to sit on the beach with us or, or sit in the hotel lobby with us and, and, uh, and enjoy the evening with a bunch of Freemasons from, from four states already, four different states. Oh, yeah, that, that's just freaking awesome. Yeah. So brothers, thank you for, for joining us and putting up with us as you always do. I'm so proud to have Mickey on the show. We love you, Mickey. We're glad you're going to be, um, our vendor and, and we're glad that, that you're making this special signature piece just for us. And, um, I couldn't be more, I couldn't be more proud. And as always, brothers, keep it between the points. Mickey, let's go ahead and uh, hear your final thoughts. <laughs> All right. Well, it's going to be hard to follow up that. This guy's a professional rock and roller. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks, Dennis, man. I, You know, when Dennis first texted text me about this whole thing with the ideas he was proposing <clears throat> as far as my uh, contributions and whatnot, man, it wasn't even a question for me. It was, just, it was yes before he even finished the sentence. Like I said, I want to contribute whatever these two hands can contribute to masonry and the rest of the world to make things better. That's my goal, man. That's what I love doing. It makes me feel good in my heart and to make other people happy just because I banged something out of a piece of steel, man, what a blessing. It blows my mind that that makes people so happy and I'm glad that I can and I have the ability to do it. And I'm, I'm going to do it as long as my body allows. That's for sure. And I'm super happy to see all this uh, focus coming to my, my hometown here in Corpus. I love Corpus Christi. I love the size of this city. I think it's the perfect size. There's a bunch of good people here, good hearted people. There's a lot of kind people here in Corpus, despite what the news might say or whatever, you know, and <clears throat> the Masons here are amazing too. There's so many who go, you know, might go unnamed either. They want to be that way or for whatever reason, but there's so many good guys here working uh, just under the surface, you know, making things happen teaching us younger guys the ropes and uh, I'm going to stick around as long as they'll have me, man. And I'm going to learn everything I can learn and pass it on best way possible. And not just in my forging, but with masonry as well. And uh, I just appreciate all you guys for everything y'all do. The podcast is awesome, man. Like I said, I've been watching it as soon as I found out about it. I've been watching it on my way to work in the mornings. It's what I listen to on the way home. And uh, I'm super honored for you guys to have had me on the show. And <clears throat> just thank you for everything, man. I super honored to be contributing to this summit and whatnot. And I'm going to do my best to make it as memorable as I can as well. Awesome. Well, Mickey, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up by saying, first of all, thank you for taking time out of your Friday evening to come on to the show. And, and you're doing big things, man. Big things are happening around you. I could tell from our conversations and the, and the direction you have things going. And so I'm excited, one, to have you come to the summit, but two, just to just to watch what you have going evolve and progress. Um, because I know I know big things are gonna happen and it's exciting to 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 see a brother because we should always want to see our brothers be successful, right? So it's exciting to to sit back and and through Facebook and through conversation be able to see where you're going next because because you're just gonna keep moving up, man. Thank you. And um, but that that said, um, as, in regards to the summits, 
uh, I mean, I talk, I've talked to some brothers, and I know there's some big things going down a week or so before the event in Waco, right? And I know OLT will be happening in in Corpus at some the, point. The month before. The month before. Yeah. I understand. I understand. You do not want to miss this event, though. I understand this, please. And 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 I know it sounds incredibly biased, and I'm sure it is coming from me, but but when you when you look at the lineup and we haven't like Dennis said we haven't announced everybody yet some people were waiting a little bit closer but when you look at hopefully the lineup, hopefully we won't have to go to wait hopefully yeah, that's good but if you look at the lineup if you look at the events that are planned around this this is not something to miss right this is going to be huge it's going to be awesome and i don't want to detract from any other events that are happening in texas this no year, way no way at the same time even but but there's not going to be anything like this. It's just not, right? And, and you owe it to yourself, and you owe it to your lodge, and the fraternity, frankly, to to be at this summit because we're having some of the best of the best in Texas and surrounding areas coming at, and sharing what they have learned with you. I mean, I cannot stress like how how amazing this is. Like like the 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 most learned, the most skilled Freemasons, and I, I'm talking about skilled in regards to lodge operation, in regards to esoterics, in regards to into history and education. They're going to be in Corpus Christi at our event, and you do not want to miss it. You don't. And, and and I know I know money is is a finite resource for everybody, right? But you want to make this happen. You want to be there. I I promise you that yeah you'll get there, and there will not be another Masonic event that you've been to like this. I mean, it is going to be yeah, it's going to be legendary. And with this success, there will be we'll like Dennis said, we'll be branching out and going to other places. But but yes. but this is this is the launching point. There'll only be one first summit, and you want to be there. You want to say, "I was there when Masonic Improvement took it to the next level, and it has never been the same since." You yeah. want to be, and there. it, and it's always about our table toe, as Justin was saying. But you know, in reality, we decide how far our cable toe is, how long our cable toe is, mm -hmm. and and we make those intentional decisions on what's important to us so if 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 being the the best mentor and leader that you can be is important to you this is where you want to be because this is this is what it's all about and and then not only that but you're going to be surrounded by brothers who feel the same way talk the same way think the same way and you're going to find that you may just pluck a few more people into your inner circle that weren't there before that's the how thing. that's how Justin and I do. The whole yeah. theme of this episode is iron sharpens iron. If you want to be around other like-minded Masons that will sharpen you and improve you as a Mason, you know where they're going to be? The Masonic Improvement Summit. Yep. Yes. Corpus Christi. You, do you want, Corpus Christi. you want to have somebody with, with, a, with a foam sword that does the, the fake? Nerds. I told you not to bring yeah. that to my lodge. <laughs> do, you want to be, do you want to have that guy? As as your as your iron sharpening tool, or do you want to have somebody that's the real deal that's gonna 
take it to the next there level. There we go. Them. Awesome. Level up. Level right. up. Keep it All between right, the brothers. points. <laughs> take care. <laughs>